You already know what time it is. Sinister Six. We're not going to talk about the Amazon Miracle, the Baker Mayfield game. We're not going to talk about that because, I don't know, we're boring. Because, you know, who really cares? LOL Raiders moment. We might talk a minute about it. I don't know. But regardless, it's the Sinister Six. We're hot. All of that next. Make sure you tune into For Frequency Sake on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch each Sunday during the football season from 10 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. The boys from For Fantasy Sake will be bringing the fire fantasy football takes, updating you on the week's rankings and injuries, and getting you ready for your fantasy football matchups each and every week. The show is interactive, so be sure to send your questions. You can find them at For Frequency Sake on Facebook. Facebook at FFSQC on Twitter, or you can send them an email at ForFantasySakeQC at gmail.com. All right, enough bullshit. Let's get real, son. You already know what time it is. It is the Sinister Six, it is weak. 14 Nick we were close to five and one last week if it wasn't for we were half we were a point and a half away we were a score away from five and one last week I was at least you had three and three which is an impressive debut um we're still riding high Joe Inkle is always sinister six this is our 14th week doing this um Nick is back third third time we've done them together first yeah, second right. sinister six yes. show Yes. And uh, you did much better than Mac and Tanner did on their debuts. Uh, you went, how'd they do? Like 0 and 6? So <laughs> when Mac, when our first, the fir- last year I did Sinister 6 all year when I did the shows by myself, but I didn't do ATS. I pretty much just picked the six biggest games of the week and talked about them and predicted them. <laughs> <clears throat> and I didn't really keep my record to a degree. This year I wanted to, I've been getting more, diving more into the gambling stuff this year or. So I wanted to do ATS. This um, our first week, I went like four and two. It was only college was the first week. I think Mac went two and four or one and five. Um, so I had a good week to start, and then uh, I've kind of just floated around five hundred. I've had a couple bad weeks, but also some really good ones. No six and O's. Um, had a couple five and ones. Last week would have been my third five and one if Harrison Butker hit that fifty-five yard field goal, or if the Chiefs would have just went for it on fourth down. Like Andy Reid, you idiot. Um, but t- Mac in week one went two and four. Tanner went one, <laughs> one and five, I think. Because the week Tanner did it, we did his picks, mine, and Max, And we won like two bets the entire week and combined. You went three and three. And you were close. Let me see if there was anything you were like wrong, wrong on. We were both wrong on the Titans big time. Yeah, we were both wrong on the Titans. The Washington line, I mean. They tied. Yeah, they were they tied. Yeah. I guess you probably no. I guess if it, I guess if you ever pick a, that's only if you pick a money line. If you pick a team money line, usually the tie pushes. I've heard. Yeah. If you do it in a parlay, three way, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you nailed the Broncos Ravens under. You nailed the lot. Now I guess I don't know if nailed Lions Jags over because most of it was scored by one team. But hey, um, we both nailed Cleveland minus seven. My Kansas State plus two and a half on Saturday was never in doubt. Hell yeah. Um, Bears Packers needed a little a bit of some dumb stuff to happen in the end. <laughs> yeah, now, yeah. here here's my here's my 
defense on that, that also should have never been in doubt. I don't know how much of that game you watched, but uh, every time the Bears got into the red zone because, you know, Justin Fields is awesome, they literally put the offense in in park and they screwed the pooch on multiple drives. The Bears should have won that game 37-17, but they they pitched the perfect tankerific game ever on Sunday. I'm sure you saw my Facebook post about it. I wasn't even mad. I was just like, they, they, they should have blown the Packers out, but they didn't because they are stupid. Uh, Detroit minus one. I'm going to give myself credit here. <clears throat> Detroit minus one might be my, I'm going to pat myself on the back. That might be my most sharp pick ever because I didn't want to do it. And I strictly did it for number of numerical value. And I won in a landslide. There was no doubt. So that I feel like is my most sharp pick I've ever done. Let me ask and, you one question about your picks from last week. Yeah. How many minus sevens <laughs> have you won with no offensive touchdowns scored by your team? Never. <laughs> what a dumb game. Three defensive or special teams touchdowns was enough <laughs> because the Texans are that bad. <laughs> the, and uh, so whenever a team, whenever I'm watching a game and the team scores, I look at everyone I'm watching the game with and I'm like, Bert, they ran the cover play. So when they when the, the cover play was when the Texans ran the sneak out of their own end zone and the Browns scooped it and scored, that was the cover play, and they never gave it back up. Uh, so, yeah, man, three and three in your first week. I, a landslide compared to everyone else, considering you could have very well been four and two, right with me. I'm sure you feel good. You know, I trust our, I trust our process. Yeah. We both might technically have seven picks this week, um, but I'm excited. Are you excited? I'm excited. All right. Let's get up. Uh, it's the sinister six with an asterisk this week. Yeah. The sinister seven kind of, it still rings. <laughs> you're wearing, no one's going to see that. I don't know if the video will get out depending on how you watch this, but you're wearing some mighty fine shades of bluish green. Colorblind yeah, people right now are fucked up watching you right now. If they were watching I, I you, flash badly. I've got just like a normal green meowy Christmas sweater on. I like it. I'm a and, fan. Uh, and a dolphin's hat. What color do you think my shirt is? Looks black. It's very. It's super dark blue. Okay. And my webcam is not the greatest. It's I have a Chrome. <laughs> I have a Chromebook, man. You've, you've got the lighting from above. You but know. yeah, that doesn't really do. It's, do it's it shadowy. Does. It's very shadowy. Regardless, I need to get new lights in this office anyway. They're, those are old. One of them's out. It's bad. But I just lazy and don't want to go buy small light bulbs. Um, but I I'm excited, though, for the rays of sunshine that come on, yeah, come yeah. upon, that bestow upon me. It is weird. Like, and it's so. Ah, here's Jesus with your picks this week. <laughs> yeah. So bibl- these picks are biblical, man. John right. 316. Says later, yeah. John says bet on the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, no shit. John says lay three and one sixteenth point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of which, Raiders were up sixteen to three. Oh shit! And they fucked that shit up for me. I just needed. I just needed minus one and a half. I'm still bitter about that. You're gonna be. Pro- you're gonna be mad for parlay me. today. Had a same game parlay with Acres touchdown. Felt good. Dan Dan Jefferson and Baker Mayfield sunk yeah. your battleship. 
and that Raiders defense. And I'm, I'm just going to blame it all on Josh McDaniels and uh, Jerry Tillery, <laughs> Notre Dame. Uh, what, what <laughs> big best win for the Rams since Super Bowl Sunday? I would think so. I don't even know who the teams they've beaten this year, but they beat the Panthers, the Falcons. They almost blew the Falcons game in week two. Oh, yeah, because they were up 28 to three. three. And I tweeted, this is their chance to undo the curse of the Super Bowl. They almost and did my it. My God, they almost did it. I think they lost 28 to 28, 22, 28, 22. They had a chance. They were going into the they had the ball at the end with a chance. Yeah, this is how much of a nerd because at the when you get to the end of the season, you can almost ask me like any NFL game, and I can tell you almost how it went. That Mark Mariota's driving him into the end zone. He had Drake London in the back of the end zone open, and Jalen Ramsey mossed his ass to end the game to get a pick. It was crazy play. Uh, That's like their only one of their few good moments this year. Um, All right, so we've got fourteen though. Hell of a hell of a game for him. Good on him for him. I'm happy for him. Me too. I'm happy for him as well. Uh Bad for myself of how it played out, but I'm happy for him at least. We're going to get it all back, you know, small losses, man, to get this back for this weekend. We this go. is how we this is how we win as Adam uh Sandler said it in Uncut Gems. Right? Isn't that the movie? I have not seen that one. Okay. I'm an I'm a late 90s Adam Sandler aficionado, but I not a I'm not an uncut gems aficionado. I say you know what movie I'm talking about, right? Do you know what movie I'm like talking about? Netflix one a couple years ago. Was KG in it? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, everyone loved it. it. I, 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 is that the one that got good reviews and stuff? Yeah, everyone loved it. Yeah. I didn't watch it. I just know that he that he's a degenerate gambler. It involves like the 08 Celtics, and he has a huge thing where he says, This is how I win. That's oh. a, it was a meme. That actually sounds I should watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> degenerate gambler me what what uh, all right so um speaking of this is we last week we nick we had a pick be, for america and this week to start things off we have a pick for america literally we are going to the link we are going to philly army navy under 32 and a half it is the only college game this weekend it is on the card because it has to be because we're americans god damn it 32 and a half under the re, you, triple option offenses run the ball. The game's going to go quick. Uh, the under in service Academy games is like 49 and one 40 wins, nine losses and like a push in the last 50 or whatever it is. It's really good. Look it up under 32 and a half patriotism. God save our gracious America. Moving on. Nick, get us started, brother. All right. Here's one. Here's a team that's hot. The line is just baiting you to take their opponent. And it's a matchup that is a rematch of earlier in the year where the favored team this week blew it. They blew it. They should have won the game then. And they're going to cover one and a half as favorites over a 10 and two Vikings team. I'm taking the lions this week okay because i like this. last time the vikings were in a spot where they were a little underdog and it's like wow why are they not favored they got skunked what 40 to yeah the cowboys you make a great point 
Lions just smoked the Jags. Vikings, to me, are still kind of a... Twishy-washy. Their, their record is much better than what they should be. Mm-hmm. But credit to them. They're winning games. That's what matters. But this week, it's about the Lions. If they... It's fluctuated, if, I think. I think it got up to two and a half at one point even. But I saw it back down at one and a half. If all of their... And, I if, saw, and if for no other, no other reason, I want to take the Lions as a favorite over a 10-2 and two team and say I was part of history. Damn it. <sighs> I like that you're... I like that we're doing this right off the jump because I have the Vikings. So... Well, well, this is fine. We can't parlay all our picks together no, this week. That's fine. That is fine. I just won't bring this one up on the live show Sunday because you're going to be verbally against it. Well, um, I, I've i got uh, my a church program that my kid's in this weekend, so I won't be able to make it. So I can bring it up on the live show. You, you can bring it up and you can bash me for taking the other side. Nah, I'm, I'll be. Hey, listen, man. I under there's uh, there's unless you're out here like laying seven with the Eagles this week. You're not laying seven with the Eagles, are you? It is, be, no, I'm not. Not on my okay. list. That'd be awkward. If you unless like I'm not gonna bash you for anything. I, I I wouldn't bash anybody for anything usually. Okay, so here's here's where here's my side. You made a great point um about the uh you know, last time they were a dog when it was like they should be favored, they got destroyed. Obviously, Detroit's not as good as Dallas, but there, you know, there could be some things that advantage Minnesota. Minnesota definitely should have won the first time these two teams played, or uh, Detroit should have. Excuse me. They they really goofed up the final six seven minutes. I do have the Lions plus one and a half. It, I love. Let me be real. I really liked it more at two and a half. Let I. That's when I wrote it on the paper yesterday. Um, so we're not happy that it's moved a point in not our favor. But I think if you're if you're picking the Lions here at one and a half, that's not bad. Laying nearly a field goal at home, that would have been rough. Did that matter? How much did that matter to you? Let me ask you that. Uh, I don't think I would have taken it at two and a half. But to me, I still two and a half. I'm still willing to in certain situations. It's when you get to that three and a half where a field goal does you in that I really try to avoid if I can. But yeah, because it was so close to even money, just just an extra point difference and you're that's the only thing that'll beat you or just losing outright. That was part of it. Yeah. Yeah, because two and a half I think two and a half any in this situation when you get under two I feel like that's when you can kind of go against how some sharps view it. That's when you can, I, that to a degree, I guess it depends. Cause last week I feel, I, again, I feel like my best bet last week and maybe my smartest, honestly, just smartest of the year was lions minus a point, you know? And I really didn't want to do it cause I like the Jags and I, I just didn't feel as good about it, especially when earlier in the week, the lions were getting points. Um, but it was just a line number thing. It was like even teams at the home team should be minus three. Like usually that's the case. Obviously, I don't think these two teams are equal. I do th- I, throughout the year, though, Vegas hates Minnesota. They were like seven point dogs against the Bills when we thought Josh Allen might not play, you know, so that was still. And they had to overcome a 14 point deficit in the last six minutes. No, I mean, I know. Yeah, that's true. 
This they pull is a, out of their ass is what they do. This, yeah, no, they're. <laughs> I saw a crazy records thing this week where it was like if every game in the NFL, every one score game in the NFL was different, like the opposite happened result. These would be their team. These teams' records. Minnesota was one eleven. They've won one game via double digit via multiple scores, and every other game, they every ten their last ten games they've won have been or all ten or their last what would it be nine games that they've won have all been one score. Yeah, and they're nine and zero. They're nine and zero in them. They're winning close games, and if it's not a close game, they're getting blown out. Is what you're saying? Yeah, more or less. Other than the Packers game week one, which they just blasted the Packers. But because it, it's weird, because there's some stuff with the Vikings that I do like, but the one score stuff, that's not not totally sustainable, though. Sometimes you can just get on a bender for a year and ride it. I mean, the Bengals and the Raiders did that last year. And now, obviously, the Raiders have uh, have completely, you know, platonic bombed themselves, which I predicted. I am I am now officially wrong on the Bengals. Last week, elite win. They are elite. I have them third in the elite eight this week, so they're really good. But no, I, I, you're not probably wrong on this. The fact One that it's has a, to be wrong. We'll just see what happens. I'm gonna just stick with the Vikings because I put it on here. I, I hate. I don't hate it at one and a half, but I nearly. I nearly dislike it. Um, it two and a half. I was like, oh, I love this. Give me t- almost a full field goal on the road with a 10 and two team like that. I loved one and a half is ooh, scary for just it's, it just it's vibes over in numbers and stuff. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll take the Vikings, but I with it at one and a half, the points you made, I can I can accept your your logic there and understand where you're coming from. So, yeah, to me. The Vikings should win this game. I mean, you look on paper, if you're looking at records and things, and you're looking at the talent and things like that, the Vikings absolutely can win this game. I I, I don't expect them, like, I don't expect this game to go like last week where, you know, the Lions were one-point favorites and they smoked the Jags, or the Vikings were small underdogs and they get blown out. I do expect this one to be pretty close throughout, probably go down to the wire, and something crazy could happen at the end to flip it either way. But I feel like we can probably both feel pretty good going into the final five minutes of that game and thinking we both still have a shot. Yeah. I think think that's how the game's going to play out. And anyone taking the Vikings at plus, I mean, honestly, taking Vikings money line, you're probably going to get plus money for that. That's probably a good bet this week just because the value – you, getting if you can get plus money on a ten and two team, uh-huh. I mean that's crazy good. Yeah. The so money, for this, the numbers say do it. But again, yeah. I'm 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 I'll take Lions one and a half. I'll ride the wagon until the wheels fall off. You are right in that sense where the winner of the the when you have a spread just like this, you it's like pick the winner money line. You're going to get more value out of it on either side. You're probably going to get either the same juice or better juice picking money line than minus one and a half. And you're going to definitely get better juice picking money line than plus one and a half. And you're going to get, obviously, if you're picking money line on the team that's plus one and a half, you're going to get plus odds. So, like, that's how you can kind of juice the squeeze there and whatnot. So, this is probably definitely a money line play. This will probably be a good live bet play, too. If one of these teams kind of falls behind a score or two, 
You can probably live bet them plus points to get you back within something. Uh, definitely now the fact that it's almost a pick em, this is one of the more intriguing lines of the weekend. So I am glad that we started with this. And the Lions are, for the last, I'm trying to pull up their schedule here. For the last month, man, they've been playing good ball. The, they're 3-1 and one in their last four. The only loss was that game against the Bills, which I th- I laid the points with the Bills just because I felt like the Lions were due to have a come down to earth moment. Listen, they've had some they've had some close games here here and there still, but they're they they were like the Jags. Everyone expected them to go from losing by a lot to winning, and everyone expected them to skip the middle step of losing close. This year, they have learned to lose close while also winning more than the Jags have, just because they have bit more true pros, I would say, on their team um, than Jacksonville does. And they're playing good ball. They really needed that Bills game. They needed to find a way to pull one out against the Bills to really have a playoff shot. But still, at 5-7, and seven, if they find a way to win Sunday, that 7 seed in the NFC is still 9-8 and eight could do it. They're not done yet. So they have a lot to play for still. And can you imagine if the Lions or a team like that. I I feel like if you just sneak into the playoffs because you had to rattle off some massive win streak to get there, you're a dangerous team that nobody will want to play. And or or on the flip side, you used up all of your energy just to get to that point that you're going to have a letdown and you can kind of look at it either way, but I I am rooting for the scenario where the Lions make this push to get to the playoffs. But again, it's the Lions. They are bound to let you down at some point, and it may happen to me this weekend. We'll find out. I actually just found Vikings minus two. I think it's Caesars because whenever I go to the ESPN app, I find some other line. So I get, I'm get. i going to put Vikings minus two on my card and Detroit minus one and a half on yours. In a perfect world there, I guess, you win 20, it's 27-25, I guess, 30 to 28. You You cover and I push. That'd be a cool little outcome. Yeah. Um, that'd What's be nice. What's the over-under in that game? The over-under. You have it off the top of your head? On FD, it was, I think, the, I thought about this one, but I, I think it's in the 50s, and that's kind of almost too much because I think this is like 27, 24 tops. Though you could okay. get to 30, 27. It's, it, I don't want to pick. Because if it's at 50, I think what I thought was I don't it's 52 and a half again. 51 and a half. 51 and a half. Okay. I don't want to I don't want another 27-24 game that I get robbed on because Andy Reid all of a sudden starts calling plays and takes the ball. God, I'm still mad about that. Yeah. Can't fucking <laughs> believe that that was destined to nail it and yeah. we missed by oh, an inch. But yeah, judging by the spread and the total, Vegas is expecting 27-25 ish. Okay. Ish. We'll 27 24 someone. It, but it, it, it just it feels like that's what you're gonna get. Either either side. Gonna be close. Gonna be fun. Probably one of the games of the weekend, honestly, of just watching offenses play football. And it's an important game. Yeah. An important game. This slate is not as juiced as last week, but all these games are important. Yeah. Vikings oh, Lions important. Almost Jet, yeah, Jets so Bills important. Uh, just uh uh, division games this week like the, the shit ton Ravens Steelers important Eagles Giants important Browns Bengals important Jags Titans meh Cowboys Titans or Cowboys Texans no Chiefs Broncos not really and then Seahawks Panthers 
Meh, maybe. But then Bucks, Niners, Chargers, Dolphins. So like all but like three or four games this weekend have some big juice on them. So that's what happens when you get to this point of the year. All right, let's move on. I will go next. Speaking of one of those games, AFC North. We're, we're staying on the train, baby. I've been feeling it. I'm not going to waver. I'm not going to waver my feelings, even though, of listen, last week we laid the points and didn't think twice about it. Obviously, obviously, Deshaun Watson was rusty. He hadn't played a game in 700 days, but there was stuff there. He just missed the picky through in the end zone. Petrie made a good play. He literally bailed on one receiver to come across and play robber on the other. Sometimes you're going to misread a coverage uh, when you haven't played a game in 700 days. Wouldn't you say so, Nick? Even if you're really good. Everyone everyone got a chance to laugh on him last week because he didn't look good and he hadn't played in two years. Listen, I still ride with four. He's great. Now, we'll say this. The Bengals have really turned me around the last month. Four straight wins. Their last loss, by the way, was that Halloween game where they got their dicks kicked in by since by uh, Cleveland. But I digress. Yeah. The the last two weeks, especially, are elite wins. You 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 keep you play keep away for six minutes against the Titans. Granted, two minutes of that was because of the Titans be turning into a pumpkin and nailing the field goal kicker, and then you play keep away in the final four minutes against the Chiefs. It was those are impressive wins, man. And the Bengals have shown they're legit. Five and a half, though. Too many points in a divisional game. We're going to ride the Browns. We're going to take it. I feel good about it. Initially, we got it at six and a half. Unfortunately, it has moved a point away from us, but that's fine. So you are taking the Browns to cover on the... Yeah. Okay. Plus five and a half. Okay, cool. We are going to lay it. And here's where you tell me you're laying them with Cincy. Nope. They were not a pick of mine. Okay. Um, I just look at... The Browns beat the Bengals by 19, and you can get plus five and a half. Sure, they look better now than they did then. But oh yeah, divisional games like you think the 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 better team should win all the time, and it doesn't always happen. Here, they're, they're clearly the better team, but the Browns they they still have the the capability to just come out of nowhere and you know smoke you like you like they did on Halloween and things like that. So I. I have no problem with that pick. I like that. People need to realize, too, man, they are fucking alive. They are alive, man. Now, I know two of the teams they're chasing own tiebreakers over them. And both of those games, if the Browns didn't royally screw up, they'd currently be six and they'd be seven and five and currently in the seven seed. The Jets and the Chargers. Both of those games at the end of the year, they are going to look back and kick themselves in the nuts like, dude, how the fuck? These are what kept us out of the playoffs. But yeah. if they win and the Chargers, I think the Chargers are losing. We're going to talk about that game later, not because I have a pick. I don't know if you do, but um, I I, uh, I want to break that game down because it's probably the game of the week. Uh, I think the Chargers are losing. The Jets Probably will lose, but who knows? But we'll let's just say they do. And the Patriots play Monday. Probably the Patriots are going to win. Patriots on the tiebreaker over them, too. I forgot about that. But still, like, even if the Patriots win, like, all those teams are in front of you and they're right there. They're only going to be potentially a game back 
of all of them. The Browns are alive, but people don't want to realize that. But yeah, the one thing that really worries me here is the fact that the Bengals, as of late, have finally got their run game going. And even without Mixon, like they're trusting the run game more and more. And if they just run the ball and like stick with it, that could be killer because the Browns run defense is still really bad. But, you know, maybe this is the week. I think I think they're going to be able to hit stuff to Amari and Donovan and DPJ more um, than they did last week. I think the Texans defense too obviously play inspired ball for, uh, for as much as they could. Five and a half, we'll just we'll just ride it and take it. Now I will say this: if you want your five and a half to hit this week, they will not be able to rely on the defense and special teams to bail you the hell out. That's no, sure. no, they will not. But hey, every, every sometimes you get that random that random one like that. Hey, well, oh well, still covered. Yeah, Vegas doesn't care how it happened. <laughs> I wouldn't say too it was the wrong side because the tech, no. the, the Browns moved the ball. They all, they just had a couple bad dumb moments too. You know, it wasn't like an even game that just had three dumb, you know, special teams moments. Yeah, it's not like they blew a thirteen point lead in the final five minutes of the game because <laughs> their team. Are you talking about the Saints or the Raiders? Oh wait, both. Yes. <laughs> it's sad that you say that and you're just like, which one? <laughs> it's crazy how those two games played out like in a parallel universe in the exact same way. To a degree, but the Saints one, honestly, I think was way worse. Yes. Well, uh, dude, to me, the Saints. I know. Okay. Game, but here, here's my reasoning. The Saints did not have so many penalties, self-inflicted they, wounds. They didn't give up a 98-yard drive. The 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 Raiders did that. They just gave up a 98 yeah. yard drive. No, I know that's say the Saints didn't give up a 98 yard drive. The Raiders 98 did. Yard, 98 yard drive. 98 yard drive. That that game. I mean, sure, the defense probably sucked, but they weren't giving them freebies. Fourth and three. We're gonna. Oh, we're off sides, and we're gonna give you a free first down. Shit like that. Yeah. So, yeah. It just hurts me more. Not that I'm a Brady hater. I used to be as a kid because I was naive, right? Um, me too. I know we had to. We we oh, yeah. literally were. We it was in our contracts. You, know, as you don't wear a hat like this and like to watch Brady win. Exactly. We had to watch him win for twenty years, and it actually be a detriment to us. Now we can. Now we can just be willy nil. We almost had Tom Brady. <laughs> I'm glad we don't. I did not want him. It would care. be. I don't care. It'd be weird. People would probably respect us more. Let's just be real. Um. Yeah, that Saints. I can't get over the. They were gonna bury the books because the books aren't good. All right, you're up on the clock, partner. All right, let's see where we want to go. Um, to go, we'll bounce around here. Where we go? We were on the Titans last week. What we four, were four and a half, five and a half, whatever it was. Five and a half. We're getting a lot of points, man. Yeah, three and a half point favorites this week against Jacksonville. Back to the well. Titans own the Jaguars in Tennessee. They do. They need a huge bounce back. They have they've laid, laid laid an egg last week for sure. That Bengals game could have won it, didn't, or at least could have had a chance if they didn't screw it up at the end. An uncharacteristic Vrabel team way to lose. Yes. Like I totally would expect the Raiders to do that because they literally <laughs> did that tonight. Because they're the Raiders. I don't expect that from the te- Titans. Exactly. Oh. Yes. And Trevor Lawrence. Sounds like he'll play, but he's not 100%. Thank God, man. He's healthy. That was scary. It is it a 
is it dumb to say that was a, a dirty play? I don't know, but it I was. I haven't even seen a replay of it. He, he, right, he, but by, by the sounds of it, I thought, uh, I was seeing tweets and things like he's get like it looked bad, it was awful. And then all of a sudden, he walked off on his own or something. It looked really bad. He so, got, he, yeah. he got grabbed around the waist and gator rolled, and it looked like it looked like ACL city. Gotcha. And it was just one of those plays that could be avoided. You don't have to roll a dude like that. But luckily, he got back up and came back in, man. I just don't want to see him, guys like that, just get unnecessarily hurt. And yeah. my heart sank to my feet for about five minutes. Is that God, that was almost brutal. But yeah. thank God he's all right. But still, I mean, uh, so you're laying him? Yeah, I'm taking Titans three and a half here. It's gone in your favor. It was four and a half yesterday, or it was at I, I yeah. Because yeah, I glanced at it yesterday, and then I saw it came down. So I'm guessing that was because Trevor Lawrence is more likely to play today than he was yesterday. I'm guessing injury report I, stuff. Yeah, I'm guessing that's where why the line has moved. But now you know over the last several years, especially in the Vrabel era, and really most of the last <laughs> most eras probably. Uh, Titans just own the Jags, especially at home. Now, if it's going to not happen, this is this feels like a Jaguars team that's trending in the right direction. Certainly yeah. would not be surprised for this bet to lose. But this week, I'm taking Titans three and a half, minus three and a half. I think that's the right play. I wanted it. I love it at three and a half, much more than four and a half. Yeah. If it was if if Vegas somehow gave you minus three, then that's these teams aren't equal. It's why I mean three and a half is closer to perfectly priced than anything. But I mean at the end of the day, the Titans are definitely due for a bounce back. This and Henry's been bad for two straight weeks. He doesn't this, stay bad long. This screams finally Henry thirty one carries two forty five three tuds. They're due. Thank God I don't play Derrick Henry in my fantasy playoff matchup. I need him to week. step up in mine. I'm right on the bubble. Yeah, I'm in. I'm start. I'm in round one and one because we we it's four teams, two weeks each. We end in week seventeen. Um, and then my other one starts next week. Um, I did dodge a bullet tonight though. I was going against Devontae, and I I need to win this. So he only yeah, got De- like nine points. So I was yeah, Devontae. Er, early on, he was making plays. I was like, oh, he's gonna go off. Every time they threw to him, it was this incredible catch, like that one-handed grab. With Start the game. game. Like, like he. This is this is what Devontae Adams saw when he caught it with one hand. There's yeah, a picture, there's a picture of Jalen Ramsey with his hand over the visor of Devontae, and you're just and like, he's and he's holding his other that? arm. He's holding his left arm while he grabs it with the right arm. Yeah, because they threw a flag on it and didn't matter because he's just incredible and he caught it. Um, but yeah, for me to get out I'll of there. Look- uh, only him getting nine points. I feel very fortunate uh, yeah. about that one. And that was the third play of the game. I like, we just got back. We have pizza. I'm like, I just sat down, man. Yeah. Oh, Let me breathe. You know, what'd they say? Zero targets to him in the second half. Maybe you don't blow it. If Maybe. You him. Maybe. Yeah. Not a good Derek Carnite. Um, Where are we headed next? It's a great question. It's a great question. Let's get a little total in, shall we? Let's do a little sprinkling. Let's stick in the AFC North. Okay. We're betting on the NFC. We're betting on the old AFC Norris this week, partner. We're gonna lay an under. Life's too short to bet unders, but hey, sometimes when the quarterback matchup is Kenny Pickett versus Tyler Huntley, you gotta just let it fly. 
36 and a half is the total. The ice, the only score that realistically you can see happening with these two teams and these two defenses that can beat you is 20 to 17. If 20 to 17 somehow beats me, oh well, I guess shit happens. This screams 14 9, 17 16, all over it. The Ravens have not looked. Listen, Huntley is Huntley is a very adequate backup for the for the Ravens because of what they do. They should have lost last week. God, the Broncos suck. They're <laughs> so bad. Let's ride. Let's ride. Listen, man. The Steelers are another team. By the way, not dead yet. They're five and seven. They're alive. They are alive. They if they win this game, which they're favored, aren't they? Aren't they two point favorites or one point favorites? Uh, let's see. Check that line for me. I one and a half mind. on Fanduel. Steelers they're, up. I don't want to touch this line with a ten foot pole just because I can't fully be like, hey, the Steelers is a favorite, or you know, even if it's against Tyler Huntley and the Ravens, because I know the, the even though last year. This is exactly the point in the season where they hit the wall because Lamar got hurt. Remember, they were eight and three last year. They were the one seed at this point last year. They weren't the one seed this year, but they were close. Um, and then they lost that. They lost out. They should have been if they didn't blow all those ten point leads. No shit. Uh, hey, at least they finally played a game where they didn't have a double digit lead. Good and on them. They scored. They literally only scored ten. They only scored ten. Weird. Numerical symmetrism or whatever. Uh, listen, man, I just. The Steelers are alive. They are alive. They play the Ravens twice. Um, they still got to play the Browns, which isn't a great matchup for them, but still, like, it's not. Do I think the Steelers are as alive as Cleveland? God, no. One's quarterback by Kenny Pickett, who's been great lately. He's been really good. Um, week by week, I'm seeing him do stuff, and I'm like, oh, I'm interested. He's not like a top 12 quarterback, which is, I think, the absolute floor you have to have to win a Super Bowl like Jalen Hurts and Tua this year have shown their floor is top 12 QB. You, if you've got that, you can win a title. And both of those teams, I think, can win a title. Just co- wanted to throw that context out there to the top 12 number. Um, But Pickett's definitely top 18, top 20, which isn't bad. Uh, So he's done stuff to pop me a little bit this year lately. You know, so the Steelers aren't as alive as the Browns, but this is a meaningful game for them in Pittsburgh. That defense has been really good. I think they're going to give the Ravens fits under 36 and a half. Ravens aren't the greatest defense in the world, but I just think the way this game is going to be played, the Steelers don't have Steelers only scored night. Listen, as much as I just gave Pickett love, their offense in general is very pop gun ish. It's not impressive. Pickett's just making having small strides. Oh, they're under 36 and a half. Big fan of it. What do you think? I, I like it there. I uh, Last week when the Ravens played the Broncos, I liked the under in that game, obviously because of the Broncos. Bet Broncos unders and has been very profit, uh, profitable this year. But the Ravens, their offense, they hadn't been lighting the world on fire either. Now, did I think that that game would not even crack 20? No, but <laughs> it was an easy win. And I hate... I don't have a problem betting Ravens unders right now, especially when you've got a backup quarterback in there. Now I do think Huntley, um, like you said, it's not, 
it's a big drop off from Lamar to Huntley, but it's not a huge drop off in the sense that the skill set's completely different and, and things like that. Like you don't have to change the he, offense or anything like that. You he fits the. He, he's yeah. there because he fits the scheme. 100%. Yeah, he fits the pistol stuff, even though Greg Roman's offense I despise. I love the pistol concepts, but Roman's stuff has just been awful. I've gone on enough Greg Roman rants that I could p- carve my eyes out with a fork and eat them at this point. Um, so, yeah, under 36 and a half, that's where we're at. We're going to take a quick break. I'm going to go get some water. When we come back, uh, Nick spoiled the greatest bet. Death, taxes, Broncos, unders. Uh, let's ride. We find out what Nick loves. That's for sure. I've done. I'd, I. He didn't give me many of his picks. Um. You know. We was all surprised today. We might be flying high in Niagara Falls, if you know what I mean. I do know that one. All that <laughs> next. This episode is brought to you by Clint's Draft House Pizza and Grill in Moline and Davenport. Chase away your Sunday scaries at Clint's Draft House Pizza and Grill. This season, located in the Belgium neighborhood of 7th Street in Moline, Clint's Draft House Pizza and Grill is home to some of the Quad City's best food and drink specials. On Sunday, there's no better place to be. Clint's is serving up 75-cent wings and $4 Bloody Marys all day. And is your favorite team playing in those out-of-market games? Well, you'll never miss a second of the action on one of their 10 screens with NFL Sunday Ticket. And after you've had your wing and bloody fix, finish off your football watching experience with one of their famous Quad City style pot pizzas. And folks, they know pizza. They've been spinning QC style pies for the last 22 years. So make Clint's part of your Sunday football routine. Clint's Draft House Pizza and Grill, 7th Street in Moline. And also, Clint is now serving up their famous pizza and fried chicken on the Iowa side of the river as well. Clint's Pizza House and Chicken opens up daily at 4 p.m. so everyone in the Quad Cities can enjoy their QC-style pizza and Henny Penny fried chicken. That's Clint Pizza House and Chicken, 7th Street Moline, and 1601 West 3rd Street in Davenport. Shout out to me for knowing what commercials are long and what commercials are not. As that Duke dude who Bold once said it. Whoever you think you are, I am. <laughs> oh God, I love that video. Who do you think you are? Well, I, I am. Do you know God, he? That's a top five video of all time. That's a top five moment in the history of life. Do you know that that's a? He's yelling that at a kid. I did not know that. <laughs> Doesn't that make it better? <laughs> he's yelling at it like a twelve-year-old who was heckling oh, him during man. the night. That's amazing. I did it. All right, you're up, brother. I've gone oh. so far just for context. Um, on my card, Army Navy under because we're American. Uh, Vikings plus two, Browns plus five and a half, uh, Ravens Steelers under 36 and a half. That's what I got so far for you. Lions minus one and a half, Titans minus three and a half. So you've, world- got, a couple, uh, you've got a couple dogs, I've got a couple favorites. So far, yep. Wow. Yeah. The world is your under, or the world is your under. LOL. The world is your oyster right now. Patna. Well, hell, let's let's stick with an under. And this one, it's it's not you know it's not an easy bet to bet an under in a Chiefs game. <laughs> let's it's ride. Not that you, it's not a bet that you want to make very often. 
But you got the Broncos, baby. 43 and a half. This, you know, 31 to 10 Chiefs, still golden. 30 to... 30, 30 to 13, you're still good, baby. Yeah. Do I think... So here's, here's my thought behind this one. Obviously, betting Broncos unders is just... It's good. It's a good idea because that offense has been dreadful. And the defense... I know we talked about it last week. At some point, their will for survival and their will to live will just end. And they're going to just mail it in defensively, too. But with that said, I'm sticking with it. I don't like taking the Chiefs to cover when they have to cover a lot of points. Like, they're terrible at covering the spread. Yep. So this tells me that nine and a half points, that's a lot of points for the Chiefs to take. So do I think that the Chiefs are going to score super low or the Broncos are going to score super high to keep that spread close. I'm leaning towards the low side of things, you know, maybe 20 to 13 or or something like that. I think 20 to 13 is more likely than 31 to 28 or 31 to 24. <laughs> if you know, 31, 28 happened in this game, I'd shit myself. I would I'd, too. The I fuck would out of Denver. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you get, you get 43 and a half in a Broncos game. Sure. Let's 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 ride, baby. 40 anything over 40 in a Broncos game you should slam. I mean, I'm on it too. That this is my I love now, this. Do, yeah. Again, do I like to take an under in a Chiefs game? Absolutely not. No, that's because the only it thing. Like, it feels like every Chiefs game has an over under of 50. And if you're on the underside, you're just going to get hosed. But Maybe. I just I I trust the Broncos here. Could not let us down. You could oh, you could two for one special it, Broncos staying under seventeen, or you could like alternate spread it, maybe or alternate line it for the Broncos. But if they hit twenty, then the over's hitting. So you just got to yeah. hope they don't hit. If they hit seventeen, the over's probably hitting as well. You just got to. And the Chiefs' defense isn't great, but the Broncos don't do shit. Their Broncos are the worst offense in the league. So, um, like there, that's just death taxes. Broncos unders, man. Hell yeah. Death taxes Georgia's unders, other than the time when Georgia scores the total by themselves almost. Thank God I didn't add that because I almost did last week. It was 52 and a half. It was 52, and Georgia scored 50. Woof. And they yeah. you're 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 telling me that they didn't give up just a safety on the other side? They did not. No, <laughs> they did not. Oddly enough, they didn't. Shocking, but I know. Uh yeah. Thank God I didn't put that one in there. I was like, eh, maybe we'll see. And then it was nope. They were like, we're here to prove points. Um, we're here to get Stetson Bennett invited to New York, which it worked. So good on him. Stupid Heisman. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm on that too. 43 and a half. Underville. Yeah. Underville speaking US. Of, speaking huh? of uh speaking of Stetson, I read today that he and Lamar Jackson were both born in 1997, and that's mind blowing. Hilarious. Stetson's, Stetson's 25. That's just crazy. What, eight, uh, four or five years apart from when they uh, graduated from college, basically? Yeah, this is Lamar's fourth year. Yeah. Nuts. Hilarious. That COVID year, man, ruined a lot of stuff. 
True. But this is also about to be the craziest transfer portal year in college ball, so I'm with it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we agreed on that one, so I'm now up to five. I've only got one. So you had that one on your list as well? I did. I've got two left. You've got three. You have four, technically. So, okay. And I know, we, I know we share one of our other ones. The, yeah, one, the one that we did know going in. Should we, should we break that out or save it? Let's save it. All right. Okay. So, so you you said for me to go again, right? Yep. All right, here we go. This is a math play for me. Ooh, I liked it. We're busting out the old calc. We're busting out the old T ninety X. Yes. That's like a boring and, version. And, and when I say a math play, it's it's a uh, it's an addition problem. Okay. 17 and a half points is just way too many goddamn points. Really? So I am taking Texans plus 17 and a half. You're rolling with it. I am because it just feels like a prime backdoor cover spot, if anything. But it's the Texans. They don't I know, score. I know. They don't score. It, but that boy, defense, Dallas is killing people. That defense to me is much better than they are given credit for. Yeah. I, they're the only player other than Damian Pierce, the only player on that team, those team. Well, Laramie Tunzel kind of, but meh. Yeah. The, um, the only players on that team I really, really, really like is their defensive guys like Stingley, Petrie. Love those two yeah. dudes. They're about and, to have another guy really like in Bryce Young. Can't wait. Cannot wait. Yeah. But yeah, to me, if if this number was maybe lower, no way would I touch it. But with it being that high, like 17 and a half is getting borderline like we're talking like 27 to 10, you're still in the good. Yeah, we're we're looking at like these are the highest spreads in however many years, things like that. And NFL games, yeah. Yeah. So wow. um yeah, I'm taking Texas plus 17 and a half here, just because that's a ton of points. And Dallas could be up like, like, let's look at that Miami game two weeks ago. Miami goes up 30 to nothing. They're just absolutely cruising. Now, there were some injuries on the offensive line that changed how that second half was going to go. But if that line is 17 and a half and you're up 30 and you pull your foot off the gas, you score a couple times, all of a sudden you're down to 16. Correct. Correct. Mundo, and then also. I think this line inflated just a little bit based on the fourth quarter of that Dallas game. That ge that was close. The it was Colts 20 in that game. They were down by two going into the fourth quarter. Yeah. And we lose by 35, <laughs> 34, whatever it was. 54, 19. It was 21 to 19. And they were going in to tie the game at the end of the third. Yes. And they they get they lose by 35, man. Yes. Now, oh, said, we watched what happened with the Browns defense a week ago because it was the Cowboys defense where that 34 point started to come from. They got yeah. a, I know they, they got, got a, I think they got a strip sack or a pick six, whatever it was. They got a pick six. They, they got three then, turnovers in the fourth. Yeah, they forced so many turnovers. You get short fields, things like uh -huh. that. Your offense doesn't have to go very far. You know what game it was exactly like? It was exactly like the first Jets-Dolphins game. Mm, yeah, true, true. Exact same quarter, thing. Fourth quarter score does not reflect what the rest of the game was like. 
But you just look at this and, oh, Cowboys beat the Colts last week by 34, uh, 35, whatever it is. Uh, they must be the best team since sliced bread here. Uh, but no, 17 and a half Dallas. Again, very easily could happen. But I'm banking on at least a backdoor cover for the Texans defense. Limiting the Cowboys to 28. Your offense gets a touchdown, a field goal, you know, 27 <laughs> you're lucky you might get to 13 okay so you're looking 30 to 13 or 35 if you have a really really good day on offense you might get to 17 so you can give up 34 35 you know 35 17 doesn't get you there no 35 does not but 34 might you know kick some field goals in there get give your maher some work listen man uh, hey yeah, here we go i love it Eight and a half for the texans you're just going into that. You're just going into that locker room. You right now. You're like, hey man, play with some damn pride. Oh yeah, cover this. Cover the seventeen and a half. You know, I did feel good going into last week because on the Sunday show I said this is a big game for Damian Pierce to say if he's going to have any fantasy relevance for the rest of the season. Comes out in the first half and almost hits his yardage over for the game in the first half, and then like gets maybe 10 yards in the second half. He, he, I don't even know if he hit it. I think he did, but he did not. Barely. He did not crush it like it looked like he might. Like he should uh, have. Like he should have, yeah. Against the Browns, who can't stop the run. Yeah. So um, I, I felt pretty good going into that first half of him, but I think, uh, yeah. Your your plans were quickly thwarted. Thought my plans. Yeah. Thought I mean, I, 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 I won my matchup with him, so I was, I was, I, I was content. But uh, I'm... I didn't want to have to start him this week, but I, I'm on a buy buy a Palooza this week, so I'm buy him again. I need, <laughs> I, need, I need to win. I, I well, I have I have outs. I have outs to win this week with uh, with a couple of other teams, depending on what they do. But obviously, if I win, I'm in. But I've got like four starters on a buy. I'm not feeling good about that. So actually, I. I, I picked up Tyler Huntley to start him. That's oh where I'm at trying to ride that train into the playoffs. But the fact that you said Biopalooza is just so fucking funny. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, where are we at next? Let's go. Um, no, I mean, hey, I'm I'm not gonna dis not gonna disertain from you taking the Texans and the points, man. I'm just not. I got I'm with I'm with it. I'll cheer for it. Let's get weird. Cause that'd be funny. Is that the no? That's because there's just no way. I was gonna say, is that the wouldn't it be hilarious parlay of the week? Is that the candidate? Is that the oh, runaway favorite? But there's like be. no, there's Texans no chance win. that the Texans win. Yeah, maybe not win, but you that's get the that's the funny part though. Like, haha, it's not funny if you cover. Yeah, well, it's funny if you thing. win. Here's one other thing: if you if you want to. Uh... If you want to boost your your winning potential and your uh, degenerate status, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but there is a statistic when the spread is more than 14 or whatever points, the unders hit like 75% of the time. So I thought of that. So I was thinking of that all week. Here, I'll throw this quick. If you are on this, the plus 17 and a half train for the Texans, and you want to parlay that with the under? 
or maybe even give yourself a little breathing room and bump that under up a little bit, you know, 47, 48, give yourself just a little extra breathing room. You get your parlay up to, you know, in the plus two to 250 range. Might be, might be worth a gander. Then your 3110, or not 3110, but uh, 2710s still hit it. Mm-hmm. 30 to 13s still hit it. Still hit it. Yep. Oh, exactly. All right. And, and uh, the, 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 the closest game that comes to mind here is that Dolphins Texans game a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Texans did not cover. So that one, um, you know, they got close. But wouldn't it be funny it, if this it week under in that one? So 31 14 would not get would would get you home. Wouldn't it be funny if this week 31 nothing instead of 30 to nothing? Because the exact same, then that would just be weird. 31 nothing Dallas at half. They pull everyone and then you lose it. Final score 31 to 12 because the Texans missed two two pointers. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the fucking worst? <laughs> oh, that that'd be sad. That is the wouldn't it be hilarious parlay candidate of the week. We are going to take the over alternate line Dallas 30 and a half in the first half. And then we are going to take the final score 31 to 12. <laughs> Cause that'd be fucking funny. And actually, now that I think about it, I think I got the stat wrong. <laughs> I think it's the, I think it's the, I think it's the favorite covering and the under hitting. So it's actually, if you're on the Cowboys 17 and a half, then you take the under 44 and a half. So disregard- Yeah, because if that's the case, it's like 34 to three. Yeah. 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 That, that makes way more sense. Yeah. I, 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 it was coming out of my mouth and I'm like, wait a second. No, because the Dolphins were favored. And my, my buddy that was telling me about this, he was on the Dolphins and the under because of this statistic. Yeah. I just fucked it up. No, it's fine. The, but it makes more sense. Yeah, because if the Cowboys cover and it's under... 24 to 3, 31 6. All those are covering and unders. All right, moving on. Let's get all, so many divisional games this week. And here's, I mean, hey, listen, we're so far, we're taking unders and dogs in divisional games on our side. Your side, a little on the opposite side of those, but we're laying the unders um, and stuff. I have no overs this week. No, but these are like the things like close games and divisional games, close games, lower scoring. Theme, a theme of the week. Thought process. We had the Meadowlands, the old New York Giants, feeling like they are, feel like they have gotten a 10th life after tying last week. Now, maybe they feel a little bit like, eh, fuck, we let that one get away. Because at home, you feel like you've got to have it, right? You feel like you've got to have it, the one at home. Now, if you lose this Sunday and then you go to Washington and lose, shit. 0-2-1 and one in that three stretch. Hopefully, you were going to go 1-2 and two at worst. It's a little tough. But the tie does actually help you in a sense against Seattle because Seattle owns the tiebreakers against you. But now, if you finish with the same amount of wins as Seattle, you're in instead of being out because the tie helps you even though they own a tiebreaker. That makes sense, right? Math? Cool. So regardless, you feel like you have a little bit of life. The Eagles that have been, listen, we were starting to get to a point where the Eagles, okay, this is getting weird. Yeah, then all of a sudden they rattle off 400 yards on the ground against the Packers. And then they beat the brakes off the Titans. 
Oh, hey, the Eagles can't stop the run. Oh, let's just hold Derrick Henry to 30 yards. That's easy. Fucking light work. Done, dusted. Jalen Hurts. Listen, I will say this. We're obviously taking the Giants plus seven here, but I have to say, because I didn't say this enough on the podcast Monday, Jalen Hurts has been fucking awesome this year. And Sunday, he was sensational. 380 yards. He, everything they do. What, what have I said, Nick, when we talk about the Eagles? When they're at their best, they make you, they make you wrong on every decision, right? This is, that was another example of it on Sunday. We love what the Eagles are doing, and we just wanted to give that shout out. But we're going to take the seven here with the Giants. If it, divisional game, close play. This isn't one they have to have, but damn, if they can somehow find a way to get it, they're going to feel really good about getting in. Eight, four, and one would be a lot better than seven, five, and one when it could have very well been seven and six and four straight losses. That tie last week, even though they probably should have won, in their mind, they're up seven with two minutes left. And then they give up that late touchdown. They probably felt like they should have had it. Uh, Yeah, so regardless, the tie, you extend your life a little bit. Uh, Covering the seven here, I think, is just too many points in a divisional game at home. The records this year for big dogs at home have been really good, so I feel like you just got to go with the trend here. It would be more shocking for the Eagles to cover this game than the Giants to cover. It'd probably be more... No, I wouldn't say that. But, yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Plus seven. There you go. I like it. We both... Uh, we didn't have faith in the Eagles last week. But, again, divisional games... Real quick. I just feel like divisional games are more topsy-turvy and what they did against the Titans isn't necessarily the same team that'll come out this week and no. put up you know, a 30 point blowout on the giants. It wasn't really a, at least for me, it wasn't a fade the Eagles. It was just, I thought it was going to be a bounce back spot for the Titans. And the fact that the Eagles did that in that spot was more impressive. Cause it's like, that's not a desperation mode for Tennessee, but man, that's like, you know, let's not go to seven and five. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, very impressive what Philly did last week. Um, so we're feeling a lot better about them today than we did maybe seven days ago. Uh, but just too many points in a division game at home. It's a numbers play. Uh, Twenty, you know, this is this is a twenty-four to like twenty-four to twenty, twenty to even a twenty-four to seventeen type game. You know, it's push territory. Uh, you just feel like you like it. It's more perfectly priced than anything, but just too many points in a divisional game. We'll take it. I like it. All right. Good call. Your floor is yours, Patna. All right. Now, I, you asked earlier if I've got anything on the Dolphins. Not necessarily. Yeah, you want to talk about the game, but are on the outcome of winning and losing spreads mm-hmm. and things, but I do have the over under on my on my ticket. Okay, go ahead. Let's. I want to talk about the game. This is the game of the week, in my opinion. Not the most important game in general on the weekend slate, but Miami needs this definitely to stay in the d- division and one seed race. Chargers really need this to kind of stay alive in the wild card race. So 
yeah, this might be the most important game of the week. Yeah, if you, you talk about the Chargers, and if you get because I think they're six and six now. Yeah, is that right? Yep. So if you, if you fall to six and seven, you're 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 struggling, and for Miami, they don't want to be in a on a two game losing streak and then lose lose pace with the Bills because going to, to Buffalo next week, you want to at least have a glimmer of hope where you can go into that game next week and think we'll get the division right back if we win next week. Exactly. You don't, you don't want to go into that one down to, uh, you know, having lost two in a row. But anyway, to me, my play here is a combination of Chargers Raiders over burning me last week. You know what? I Since what you said earlier, I know what you're at. I love this, and I'll tell you why I love it here in a moment. Go ahead. And Miami's offense is not as explosive when their offensive line is not healthy as we saw in the second half of the Texans game and late in that second quarter of the Texans game. And then obviously last week against the 49ers. But I don't know if that was necessarily all because of the offensive line struggles or because of just how good that defense is. But yeah, I'm taking under 51 and a half Dolphins Chargers because I think this is the highest total of the week or at least tied or very close to it. And, um, you know, it, 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 it's just a game that screams like butting up right up against it, like 27, 24, but I'm not expecting the over. Nope. Again, I would love to see the over like Miami wins 40 to 20 or something like that. But uh, be a confidence builder. But I mean, yeah. or when I, I'll take a win, I don't give a shit. Absolutely. It could be nine six. Let's Hell get the yeah. fuck out of there with a W. Yeah. Um. Now, I think I would like to see a little more offense. Give that get some of their mojo back that they've lost yeah. since halftime of that Texans game. But Tudoria. Yeah. There were but moments any, against any, the Niners. Anyone, any, yeah, for sure. Like first play, I was like, oh, this is gonna be easy today. This is gonna be so fun. Yeah, I never. I mean, the first play, I was like, okay, that's a thing. Um, but they just weird stuff. Two obviously was off. Um, yeah, didn't play good. They they did an okay job blocking to a degree, but then also Nick Bosa just wrecked some shop on some plays. Um, they also had a kind of shitty whistle. And yeah, kind of it was really shitty. Like so, what was it? Twenty. It was their first drive of the second half. The they're moving the done. they're moving the ball. Mostert gets inside the five. Oh, whoopsie daisy! Horrendous holding call on Hunt. Move you back to the forty. Angle route to Wilson out of the backfield. He falls on his face and Tua throws a pick like instantly. First yeah. and goal at the five. Taken away. Ball at midfield. Dude falls. Tua throws a pick like shit like that. The two awful incompletion calls in the last drive. The one forced them to have to go for it from their own 19. That I can't believe they called incomplete on the first one. And the second one, too, the Gusecki one, I don't care. That's a catch, I thought. Um, yeah, nah. Once I saw the replay, I was like, yeah, shit. It, turn, that ain't coming back. You know they were going to overturn it, but it, in any other league, that's a catch. It's a catch in college, but the NFL dumb catch rules come back to yeah. bite you in the ass. And they just had some weird stuff happen. Um, they didn't deserve to win, but I just feel like this is the perfect week for everybody to. It's okay to understand Tua played bad, 
and then also realize like this was a you know like no, it's okay to understand like hey people are going to take their victory laps now because the best defense in the league shut up shut down a good offense um but also understand Tua missed throws and Tua wasn't great you know and I'll I think they'll be fine obviously they need to get Armstead back um I don't know how the Eric Fisher thing is going to go. I mean, hey, hopefully it works. Un- Here's a reason I love the under. They played the Browns a couple weeks ago. They pounded the shit out of the rock. They're going to they're gonna run the ball against this Chargers defense that's bad against the run. Wilson and Mostert are going to have really good games, and I feel like the clock's going to move fast. Under is the play. I love the, the Dolphins' D-line against the Chargers' offensive line. I love that. They just have to not get schemed by a dumb scheme like the short, quick stuff. That's all the Chargers love to do other than when stuff breaks down, and that's when Herbert finally gets able to let loose. I think the under is the right play here. I'm not on it, but the fact that you're – like I remember earlier you said I'm not taking any unders, and then you realized the game total. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm with you. Like This is absolutely the right side. I think the Dolphins are winning. I said this Monday – uh, when I did the Elite Eight, they're winning Sunday, and then the division's on the line Saturday night in Orchard Park. Especially if the Jets fuck around and win them on Sunday. Especially if that happens. Then the division's up for grabs. The one seed's still on, up for grabs, too. But uh, I think the Dolphins are fine. I think people just wanted to... But now, if they lose Sunday, then it's a bit... It's like, okay, now we have to worry a bit. But, you know... And so you, know take, who's, you know who's really... Really good at losing close games. Who the Chargers? Chargers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't and like the, the line. I don't like the line just because laying three on the road against a, a top three quarterback, and now it's up to three and a half. It's like perfectly priced. You know what I mean? If this was like minus one or minus two, I'd lay it. But minus three, minus three and a half. Eh, you know. I- I'll also be curious how not only do you get the you get moved to prime time first time the Dolphins have been flexed to Sunday Night Football since flex became a thing in 2006. Mm-hmm. It's not like the Chiefs where they're getting flexed every three weeks or, or this is the Chargers eighth primetime game this year. Yeah, the, the, that's the thing about the Chargers, though. They're always good games. Because it's always going to come down to the wire you because they can't get their out of their own way. Yeah, no, the, here's the thing. Even though I know, I know the Dolphins are winning Sunday, we're gonna have to hold on to our ass. Oh yeah, because it's gonna be twenty to sixteen, and fucking number ten's got the ball, and number ten's one of the baddest fucking dudes on the planet. At the end of the day, he's one of the three best guys alive. Luckily for us, I think we have one of the twelve, ten to twelve best dudes alive. That helps. We have one of the best players in the world in Tyreek. And I think we're going to run the ball all over him. I think most certain Wilson are going to have huge days. Plus, McDaniel last week could never get to the run, especially in the second half. They never, it felt like they never handed the ball off. That, that. yeah, that was the the most frustrating thing to me about that game last week was how little they ran the ball at halftime. Mostert and uh, Wilson had a combined, I think, five carries. And I remember messaging my buddy because we always you know we're we're chatting about the dolphins game and then he's he's a chiefs fan so we're kind of bantering back and forth how our games are going and i said dolphins have run the ball five times in the first half and it was like at four 
432 or something. Mm-hmm. So that's they go into halftime. And then it's almost six o'clock. Almost six o'clock. And they have six carries in the game. In an hour and a half, they had one carry. Now that does not include the Mostert play. <laughs> yeah. Because that got taken off by a penalty. But so it's annoying. inexcusable in a close game to not even attempt to run the football more than one time in an hour and a half. Uh-huh. And then actually, and then right after that, they ran it twice in a row, got a first down on those two plays. I was just that's like, how you that's how it usually works. Like, why has this not been a thing? Obviously, Tua is struggling a little bit today. Why are you making him pass on every single play? Run the football, give him a break. At this point, the defense knows you're throwing the football because that's all you're doing. They're just teeing off. So I wish, yeah. So this week, if they don't run the football, I will be pissed. Yeah, I'll be shocked. They're gonna they're and and they will lose. Uh, yeah, that'll be a thing if they try to throw too too much. But yeah, but they're gonna they'll they're gonna run. I think Wilson and Mozart, they'll both have really solid games. They ran, they pounded the rock against the Bears when they needed to. They pounded the ball against the Browns. They're gonna pound the ball against the Chargers. I love the under here. Yeah. Um, all right. Um you have a bonus pick, but we'll get that after this. Um we both are on this one. Another division game. Big road dog here. Uh, Jets plus 10 in Buffalo. Uh, you're on this too, right? Yep. So here's here's my thing. The only thing that like bugs me and worries me, like is Buffalo back? Um, you know, that's that's my feeling like that could screw us here because they have started to kind of figure some run game stuff out. James Cook, you know, shout out to my boy Dalvo, um, his baby brother. They're they're finally finding some stuff with him in the run game to a degree. It's not all, all great, but it's getting better. The Bills are gaining some momentum. Could this be the week where it's they have just an they they're due for a monster output, right? Maybe. But and and also like are the Jets due for Mike White to be inept. I don't know. Like if those both if both of those trains cross the tracks at the same time, it's going to be horrendous for both of us because it'll be 35 to 3 in the first half and we're both going to be like, "Well, we're fucked." Anywho. Uh just 10 points, it's too many. I still think the Jets are damn good, man. They could have very beat they sh- I don't want to say they should have cuz they were they kind of they did almost find you know they tripped out, you know, they almost accidentally drilled out oil in Beverly Hills. You know what I mean? I don't know if you get that show reference or not, but uh, Beverly Hills Hillbilly or Beverly Hillbillies, I think, is the show. Oh, yeah. OK. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. you know, you know, they and they almost found some gold, found gold there because they were down multiple scores. They get a score. Vikings can't do anything. And then all of a sudden the Jets are on the doorstep. And granted, they should have been up because Barrios dropped it. Um, and then they got down there again and they couldn't score. So maybe they should have won Sunday, but I think that was probably the right outcome. It just got kind of weird there in the final couple minutes. Regardless, good on the uh you know, good on the Vikings to hold on there, but the Jets I feel like are still really good. That defense is awesome. Uh I wouldn't be like sh- shocked if that front four gives the Bills problems again. And that's why I think it is important for the Bills to have the run game going because if they're just dropping back to pass, then you allow that front four that's really good to tee off and a defense that's really good to know what's coming. 
Uh, 10 points, it's a lot. Do I expect another Jets outright win? No. Just be sure, da- be damn sure good for us. But, uh, you know, I expect it to be close. I expect it to be a dogfight because I really still like the Jets. Yeah. I, uh, I like this because, one, you're getting that 10-point cushion for a current playoff team. They're currently the seven seed. Uh-huh. It's not like you're a 10-point underdog and you're the Bears, a three and nine team, you know? How dare you? You're a seven and five team that already beat this team once this year. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how do well, you think the Bears the real quick? That makes a difference, but and, and and offensively too. I think they're more dangerous with Mike White than they than they ever were with Zach Wilson, too. So yeah. If it means anything. Real quick, I, we are going to have two great chances to bet on the Bears for the next couple weeks because they're going to be a le- ten and a half point dogs against Philly, and then like sixteen against the Jets or against the the Bills on Christmas Eve. Yeah, those are going to be two straight gaudy betting lines against Chicago. It was funny, kind of related to that watching Justin Fields run all over the Packers last week. My wife's a huge Packer fan, and so we were watching Sunday Night Football the week before when the Eagles and Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders were running all over the Packers' defense. So when Fields did it last week, I'm just like, did they not watch game film this week? Like, you're, you're, this is happening to you two weeks in a row. But that's Packers. We're not talking about the Packers. We're talking about the Bears. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, um, I was glad I, to see Justin Fields healthy, though. That was good to see. Yeah, best game of his. That was my favorite game of his pro career. Sunday, yeah. just every throw they were dotting him up. Great, great stuff. Impressive in a loss. Anywho, uh, second overall pick right now. By the way, let's get it. And, uh, they're, so, and they're so close. There's. I guess they're probably up to what four games now that they could have probably won if they didn't frick it up. They and should have beat Green Bay. Quarter. They should have beat Green Bay, but they 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 called a tankerific game. They they put on full self sabotage. They should have beat Detroit. They kind of got fucked. Um, so that's five and seven. Now they weren't leading Miami late in the game. No, they should have never <laughs> lost. They they, they sh- had chances. They they kept it competitive. Yeah, to be in it at the end yeah. because it kept going down ten to three, down yeah. ten to down three. Because that block punt early kind of sw- the block punt touchdown by Miami forced Chicago to keep chasing. Yeah, which made it fun. Yes, that game was like my mo- obviously the two teams I love. That was the most fun I've had watching football all year. Uh, oh, I just remembered. I had a four game or a four four touchdown parlay that day. Did you hit that? I had all the touchdowns, but I was also like, oh, Dolphins three and a half feels good. Dumbass. The Bears. How dare you? <laughs> Screwed it up. I had given them their name rights back. You shouldn't have taken that. <sighs> uh yeah. So yeah, Jets plus fun. 10. I'm on it. You're on it. Yeah. What's your what's your seventh? What's your bonus? My bonus pick under 37 and a half, 49ers bucks. Okay. That's I'm glad you said that because I wanted to talk about that game. 37 and a half? 37 and a half. It's low as hell. No, I know. That's great. My reasoning is 
Right That's now, lower the than the Ravens Broncos game last week. Yeah. My reasoning here is the Bucks are terrible. I feel like the Bucks are scoring like 17 points on a good day. Yeah. Which is what they did last week against they the Saints. Scored, or this week, I guess, four days ago. They uh, scored 17 to win. 49ers just gave up 17 to the Dolphins, and the Dolphins' offense is actually good. It's awesome. That Bucks offense has just been dreadful to watch this year. It's been so, like, the as a Tom Brady hater, I mean, all Dolphins fans have to be almost. Like, this was the first year I drafted him in fantasy. So I'm it's like, awesome. I need Tom Brady to be good. Brutal. I switched to Justin Fields. The two weeks that he put up 40-plus points, that helped me out big time for sure. Not bad. Um, Not bad. Yeah. I think the Bucks offense needs a lot. Decision. Yeah. The Bucks I wish offense, I could have saw that coming, by the way. Why didn't I? I felt good. At, I felt so good slotting him in first week. Boom, forty-four points. Next week, boom, forty-two points. Like I'm like I'm a genius. He's been. Awesome. I am a effing genius. He's been awesome this year. <laughs> but yeah, they finally have a quarterback, man. Yeah, the I'm two teams it. I care about both have a quarterback. <laughs> I'm fucking in heaven. I like the under because the because of the Bucks offense and the ineptitude there. And the 49ers have Brock Purdy at quarterback, so they're not going to be out slinging it. They're going to rely on the run game. Both teams really, well, 49ers limited, you know, they the, the passing game, Tua was off last week. Bucks should run the football more. I thought they should run, should have ran it more this past weekend as well. But uh, just, it feels like a 20 to 17, 20 to 14 kind of game to me. Yeah. Tua did have misses too. That's the biggest thing that I that I was upset with. It's not like the defense just killed him. He just had misses, man. Just had some fucking misses. Had a couple drops. Had some misses. You know, um, bad pass to Tyree for the interception at the end or near the end. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was not a good throw. He had the bad break on the one where again they should have had first and goal at the five, and then yeah, next play, Jeff Wilson slips and falls, and he throws it right when he fucking falls, and it's a pick. Shit happens, but that's a tough one. Yep. He missed Wilson down the fucking rail on a wheel route for six. Oh my god, that one's that one's killer. I haven't hardly seen much of the game because I was just following it on just on Fantasy Cast on ESPN because we did, I I didn't have a Sunday ticket or anything like that, so I was just watching online. So I will have to go and find that the replay of the the play you're talking about. He they um, sounds frustrating as hell. A bit. I mean, just he had some just misses, man. He had Waddle open a couple times and he missed him. I and mean, Waddle only had one for nine, I think. You know, so like he missed Waddle a few times. Uh, he had they run, you know how they run their RPO, the post wheel flat stuff. Mm -hmm. And they made it to where they at, you know, they uh, they kind of inverted some stuff to where Wilson ran the wheel out of the backfield. He got a linebacker on him and turned the corner down the sideline. And if Tua. Now, Wilson didn't run it far on the sideline, and Tua kind of threw it back shoulder. If he throws it straight down the field on him, it's six. He doesn't have him beat by, like, four steps, but if he hits him, Wilson catches it, and he's just got to outrun the guy who's a step behind him. So he missed six on it. He did. That that was a miss because he put the ball in the wrong. He threw the wrong ball. He tried throwing a back shoulder instead of just leading him. And if he would have let him, Wilson grabs it, and it's a touchdown. So that one was kind of like shit. But yeah. uh, 
your thoughts on the Brock on like I know you said you didn't watch too much of it. Brock Purdy, I will say, net like two things. It's like both sides. You always have to try to have a level head with some of this stuff, you know, because it's okay for hot take shows to have the he's the greatest player ever take. When oh, it's yeah. like, on <laughs> the podcast, we got to be fucking level headed, man. And be, oh, yeah. I try to bring good analysis. I hope when I ramble about my analysis, you think I'm good at it or whatever. Listen, the Brock Purdy stuff, you have to, it's okay to be like, I mean, he, he was great. He was really good coming into that situation. They're not going to force him to do too much. He looked really comfortable out there and made some plays. He made plays. But when the backup comes in in that spot, it's usually a lot less pressure on them, and you see them thrive more. So now with a week of film, knowing he's the guy, has it sunk in? You know, I don't think Purdy is this scrub and dud player, but it's, you know, he's not an NFL starter. I think the fact that Shanahan, you know, is the guy running the ship and they literally have dudes everywhere. You know, I think that helps. So I'm glad you brought this up because this is a game I wanted to talk about because it's weird. The line, it's like, why is Brock Purdy three and a half point favorite over the greatest player ever? But yeah, it's, yeah, the it's Bucks are also complete. fucking terrible. Yeah. I, you, how many, you've heard me on the live show say the Bucks, man, they're going to, how many times have you heard me say the Bucks are going to be the four seed and they're going to play like Daniel Jones in round one, and then all of a sudden they're going to play Kirk Cousins in round two, and then they're going to play Jalen Hurts in the NFC title game and be in the Super Bowl. You've heard me say that or something yeah. like that, a variation of that. Yeah, I'm off that train. They're bad, man. They are really bad. People could be like, oh, this will spark them. Three weeks ago they had the spark where they found a way to pull one out of their ass against the Rams. The Bucks are terrible. They're just terrible. The the Saints lost that game fifty seven different ways. No business that should have been a that that the Bucks should have won that game. They're going to lose their next two. They play the Niners Sunday. I think they they should lose unless Purdy's just horrendous. Um, I don't remember who they play next week, but it's not an easy game. It's a tough one. So like, yikes, McGikes, brother. Not easy. Bucks are not great. But I'm 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 really rooting for Brock Purdy. Actually. Uh... He used to live just a few blocks from me here in Ames. While he was at ISU? Yeah. we His house sold this summer. And uh, yeah, I was like, we didn't realize it until uh, very late in his, his living there. But I'm like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, he beat my team, but that's pretty damn cool. I, I literally lived like three blocks from... <laughs> from uh an NFL yeah. quarterback. <laughs> good yeah and again good on him for coming in and looking good and comfortable that's the thing like guys like that in spot they're going to be super tight they're not going to know what the fuck's going on the game's going to move a thousand miles an hour he was comfortable and really calm and you know even like he made plays i don't know if you saw but there was a play on a, a couple i did see a couple of replays. A, the one the one that really stuck out to me was if if he gets rid of the ball as a millisecond later, he's getting sacked, and he, he starts it right over the middle for a huge first down. I think it was late second quarter. Yeah, it was the drive. Time. They went 90 yards in the two-minute yeah. drill to take the lead going into the half, and I'm sitting here thinking, how the fuck are we letting this dude go two minutes on us 90 yards? Yeah. He made plays, though. It, that was third and 10, and Chubb and Phillips come unblocked off the right side. They do a loop, and they both come untouched. And he sits in there, throws a little fade away, takes a shot from Chubb. Like, he made plays, man. But again, you can also say that while saying 
the guy that comes into there, usually you see that now with a week of film. How is that going to, you know, how is it going to be now with some tape on them? It's a weird spot because they're playing the, it's the weirdest game, right? Like if they were playing the Seahawks today, we would probably be like, take the Seahawks because you trust them more uh, compared to the Niners with a third string seventh, the literally last pick of the draft. But because they're playing the Bucks, even though it's Brady on the other side, the Bucks are in shambles. You don't know what team you're going to get, especially against the Bucks against that defense. So the under, you're probably, you know, bang on the nail on that one. So I love the pick, and that's why I wanted to talk about the game to an extent because I think it's, I don't think it'll be as, it'll be good as good as the, it's the second most entertaining game for stakes and biggest game wise with the Dolph, Dolphins Chargers. Um, but it's just going to be kind of, uh, it's going to be a rock fight <laughs> and it's just fascinating to see how the Niners were operate with Purdy. So I'm with you on it though. Like there's, the a, under. there's a, there's a Hollywood script that I'm hoping comes out of this. And that is like the passing of the baton 21 years later of Brady Bledsoe. And now it's Garoppolo Purdy. So and then Brady is handing him the baton of like, oh, you're the next irrelevant quarterback that's going to be a star. And not because of you, but because of the system that you are in. Brady, obviously, over the years, had some great systems and eventually became a great quarterback. Obviously, he's a legend and, you know, goat category and and what like and, and, and all that stuff. I'll, I'll give him I'll give him all that credit. But that's, uh, that's not bad. 49ers. They are a team like they've obviously shown that you can plug in any quarterback and kind of have some success. It's they why can. they were so confident in having a rook, basically a rookie yeah. on they a team with Super Bowl or bust aspirations. Yeah. You know, I don't know if there's an if there's any other team in the NFL that is quite as plug and play quarterback as the 49ers are, which is why I have. I, not confidence. I don't want to say confidence, but belief that it could happen. But if they'll anybody, be fine. If 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 Brock Purdy was on any other team, you would not expect him to win any playoff games. But he comes in in a good situation, probably going to make the playoffs, probably going to win that division. The NFC is wide fucking open. And the 49ers are really fucking good. That yeah. defense, I mean, they're led by the defense. Defense wins championships. If you can have a competent dude throwing the football, like those first couple years, Brady was not lighting the world on fire. Nope. That but defense, he, though, was legendary. He was, the quarterback. he was the one getting the credit. You know, 2007, when they didn't win the Super Bowl, yeah, I give I give Brady a lot of credit for that team because he balled the fuck out. But hey. early on in his career, he was, you, could, you could have thrown any quarterback back there and they would have been having success. He just happened yeah. to be the guy and made a legend out of it. And uh, I just, I, I'm hoping something similar can happen to Brock Purdy because, you know, it's Iowa State, man. It's Iowa That'd be awesome. That'd be yeah, cool. his best year was the third year I be- out of the three Super Bowls they won, but he didn't have really any spectacular. Oh shit, he's, you know, he obviously had some huge clutch moments, um, and then some very anti-clutch moments. Yeah, like he he had some boneheaded plays, which mm-hmm. that was in our group chat too. He, uh, the other day, it's like there were two different thoughts that my buddy, who's a big Cyclone fan, said. He's like one. After this year and watching how Iowa State's offense looked, 
Oh, Purdy. I came to realize how much I missed Brock Purdy. But at the time, he's like, I hate Brock Purdy because he's holding us back. But then it's also like he got and the, the other, here's the other thing, too. It's like when he looked good on Sunday, it seemed like when he was going quick, that's when he was good. To and agree. my buddy was like, it's when you give him time to think that's when he's going to fuck it up. <laughs> you know, oddly enough, too, at Iowa State, Purdy, it felt like he got worse. Now, I know the team got worse his sophomore year. Right? Was it his yeah, sophomore was year? year that he really blew up? And I think maybe the next year he maybe was better. But that's but by senior year he definitely regressed. His sophomore year was like improvement. They played Clemson in a bowl game and almost beat him. His junior year was the COVID year. They play, They went to the Big Twelve title game and lost close, but then won the Fiesta Bowl. And then his senior year, they're playing every. It's like Big Twelve champs. We're gonna bet this fringe playoff contender, and they were stinky. So, like, his senior year was really not good. And I never really thought of him as an NFL-like prospect anyway, but his senior year, they were. I thought Iowa State could be good that year, and he would, and they were not. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, man, we um, it's a weird game. So, yeah, but uh, real quick going over everything. Your card, Lions minus one and a half. Titans minus three and a half. Texans plus 17 and a half. That's just funny to say. And Jets plus 10 and a half. And then you have under 43 and a half in Chiefs Broncos and under 51 and a half in Dolphins Chargers. For me, under an Army Navy 32 and a half because America. That's why. Uh, under in Steelers Ravens 36 and a half. Under Broncos Chiefs with you 43 and a half. Death taxes, Broncos unders. Let's ride. Then I have Vikes plus two, a little fight action. There's a way that you can win an eye push, which I might cheer for that. Low-key. Low-key, I might cheer for that. Um, and then Browns plus five and a half against Cincy. Giants plus seven. And then me and Nick together, Jets plus ten. So Do we have three shared, three shared picks this week or two? Two shared, and we're fighting on one. Okay, okay. So, gotcha. so one of us could go five and one. And the yeah. Other- we could both go five and one to degree. I could go. Right, we no, could no. both go six yeah. and one. Technically. Yeah. 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 Technically. Six, uh, uh, seven and oh, and six, oh, and one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be beautiful. I'm for it. Uh, listen, man, this is the first year I've really ever done a, a eight against the spread on a weekly basis. And I'm 39, 37 and three. I'm impressed. Like, I'm proud of myself that I my goal for this year, knowing that every week I was going to do spreads and unders and overs and stuff like that. I wanted to just be 500 in my first year doing it. And the thing is, throughout the year, I've gotten better. We were in a deep hole in like week five. (laughs) But throughout the year, one week where I was like, oh, no, all the picks he talked about this morning. Oh, no. (laughs) <laughs> I know, but then like we're starting to get hot. We've had four of our last five weeks have been four and two weeks. We were inches away from five and one last week, so we're getting we're getting smarter. We're getting wiser, Nick. Older and wiser, That's something like say. that. All right, my man. Thank you as always. It's fun. It, yeah, it was real. It was fun. It was real fun. Real, real fun. More fun than being. Reliant on Raiders minus one and a half tonight. Did we did the, my Cam Akers touchdown? Did this ninety minutes of life ha- get you over that fact? Or are you still pissed? <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm I'm good. Um, I, you're welcome. I, 
I still had a decent night with other a uh, couple other plays, but uh, that was that one was going to be really nice. And uh, as a as a man who lives in the middle of it, did you bet Iowa Iowa State tonight? I did not. No, did not touch it. Did not watch a single second. Um, in our group chat, some of the guys were talking about it, and uh, sounded like it was ugly. If you're a cyclone. Yeah, I I don't remember. I don't know what the final was, but the first thing I saw was that Iowa State was getting fucking dragged through the mud. I was like, oh. I watched Iowa get beat by an average-ass Duke team on Tuesday, and then I was like, okay, good on. I'm an Illinois fan, obviously, which get wrecked, everybody. I got a huge college (laughs) basketball segment I need to do soon because I've got some thoughts. College basketball low-key is like my favorite sport to watch, to watch, to be a fan. I, I say this to my guy Tanner. I say there's no sport to have a, f- a favorite team in that's good, better than college basketball, because the games, the regular season games, feel like they mean more than regular than like NBA basketball, and they mean more to a degree in a sense. In uh in college ball, they're not everything like college football, but they still mean a lot, and it's multiple times a week, you know. So. It's the I that's my take. College I don't basketball. watch a ton of college basketball, but once March Madness rolls around, I get to get together with a few of our a few of my buddies, and every year we go to one of our houses. We've got four TVs, and we're just you know we're just degenerates betting, <laughs> drinking beer, eating Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> oh, it's a good time. Me, it's me, a too. damn good time. Me too. For the most part, I just I I love I love to educate people during March where it comes to people asking about who to actually pick for upsets. And I nail them. Um, I picked St. Peter's to beat Purdue last year. I didn't pick them to get, I didn't pick them to, to beat Kentucky. Cause I was I picked Kentucky to make like the elite eight, but when they got past that, when they got to the sweet, it was like, Oh, they'll beat Purdue. Um, I don't remember who they beat in the sweet. Uh, oh, I thought they were going to get smoked in the second round, but <laughs> uh, they also were playing a team I really liked. So um, last year, I'm trying to think who I really, really. Two years ago, I slammed. I was I killed it. I had like two double digit seeds that I picked. Nail. I picked a 15 over a two outright. Um. So yeah, I like last couple years. I was much better in the tournament than last year, but. Uh, it's fun stuff, man. Very fun. So I, I, I pride myself on knowing the ins and outs of all, even the schools you've never heard of. So <laughs> college basketball is my shit, man. Um, love it. Of course. All right, brother. Thank you much. We will reconvene in seven days, six days, something like that. Hope. Um, thanks again for staying up late with us and partying, my friend. Absolutely. All right. Fins up. Fins up, baby. Uh, we will, for those uh, on the show, thank you as always. This has been the Educated Ignorance Podcast. If you ain't got the game, you best pass the sticks. We will see you hopefully Sunday night. I don't feel, I finally am up to doing a Sunday nighter instant re. Actually, I probably will. Dolphins in the Sunday night game. I'm going to be pissed if they lose or I'm going to be jacked if they win. We're going to come on here and either do live or we're going to do, we'll probably do live because this is Dolphins and I'm going to be fired up because they are they are winning Sunday people. For those that care, they're winning. Um, so yeah, don't tempt me with a good time now. I'm just listen, man. Confidence matters, you know. Confidence matters. Yeah, if if we're if we're happy Sunday night, I might have to join you. 
don't tempt me with a good time, <laughs> partner. We're we're about to be work wives if we keep doing this. <laughs> All right, brother. Thanks always 